Welcome to When I Was On My Mission, the podcast where missionaries tell true, unbelievable stories that they experienced firsthand. I'm your host, Brian Jensen. If you like this podcast, please tell a friend, subscribe, and leave us a five-star rating in your podcast app. It really helps us out. Hi, everyone. Welcome to another episode of When I Was On My Mission. I'm your host, Brian Jensen, and I am here with Alex Reese. Alex, welcome to the podcast. Thank you. Super happy to be here. Yeah, thanks so much for joining us. And when we had dinner a few months ago, it sounded like you had some really fun stories that you could share with us. So I just appreciate you making time and uh, and coming on. No problem. And to get things rolling, why don't we start with just a few questions about your mission? So first of all, where did you where did you serve? I served in the name of the mission was Hermosillo, Mexico, the state of Sonora in Mexico. Where where is that? Just for us to help, kind of like north yeah, yeah. east west to place it. It is the northwest part of Mexico. Uh, not not super northwest, like not under San Diego. It is the state below Arizona. So, yeah, my first area was actually Nogales, which is the border of Mexico and uh, Arizona, America. And then it goes, I don't know, if you're driving like 12 hours to the south, it's kind of the state size. And oh, wow. That actually sounds pretty, pretty big state. Sounds huge. Yeah. 12 hours to get from one to the other. Very cool. And so I am assuming you spoke Spanish while you were. Yes. Yeah. I spoke Mexico. Spanish. Attempted to speak Spanish. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure you became a pro. Well, great. Maybe just a couple more fun questions. What was the craziest thing that you ate while you were on your mission? You know, I feel like from Mexico, and maybe Mexicans, you know, they probably don't think it's that crazy, but you know, I'm originally from Logan, Utah. And so once I had tacos that had grasshoppers on them as like, like a topping and it was disgusting to me. <laughs> and so that was, that was definitely weird. You know, there was like tacos, they call them taco de lengua, which is, you know, tongue, cow tongue taco, they had cow brains, eyes, everything. They just like take everything in the head and like mash it together and they think it's good and it tastes awful and so those are probably the weirdest things that i ate i remember once too eating and it's so sad because like you know these people like i am not trying to come across as ungrateful but they, you know they take a lot of time to prepare a meal for you they get to a house it was like up on this mountain I, my first area was nogales which was the very literal border of mexico and america and just hills like hills as far as the eye could see it looked like people would like take a rock throw it up the hill and wherever it lands like yeah we'll build our house there you know it was just like <laughs> crazy and I remember we're sitting in this meal and there's like sun shining through a window and you could just see like all the cat hair and dog hair in the air because like those sun rays oh. all over the food. And then when she brought the food out, she said it was like tripa. And I was like, what the heck? And I was like, sure, I ate it. It was terrible. And then I found out tripa is, uh, I believe it's liver. And I just never been a liver guy, you know, and it, it just liver with a side of dog hair, cat hair. It was terrible. That sounds adventurous, much more adventurous than the weirdest things that I ate in North Carolina. I've heard of the cow tongue taco before. I haven't heard of the gut with a side of dog hair, so that's a little bit rough. I totally get, you know, balancing how just the generosity of people that are there feeding missionaries, but also sometimes it's not your favorite and you just got to make no. it work. You know? Yeah. <laughs> well, cool. Thank you for sharing those. And and maybe one more question before we jump into the story. What do you miss most about being on your mission? I honestly, I think about that a lot, actually. And I feel like the thing I miss the most is the simplicity of life. You kind of have one purpose. 
and you have good days and bad days inside that purpose. But like, you know, you're just there to serve others and to try to bring people into Christ. You do it at such a perfect time in life where I feel like for most people, including myself, you're at a point where you could possibly be the most selfish you can be, you know, at that in that age range. And it's not to say you aren't, but it definitely like doing that, I think helps curb it a little bit. And you kind of just wake and sleep every day with one purpose to, to serve Christ, to, to bring people to Christ, to teach a Christ. And uh, I really, really miss that. You know, now I have three kids and a demanding job and, you know, calling and all that and life is pretty crazy. And it doesn't feel like you ever get like a moment to yourself. And back then it was just very simple. Yeah, I completely understand that. And I do think that it's a, a strategic time to be going on a mission when you could be distracted by many other things, but you do get to get a focus in on that that key purpose. And actually, I lied to you. I have one more question I want to ask. No, please. Um, before, before you served your mission, were you excited to go? 110%. And it was weird. So I am like the type of personality that like, when I go into something, I'm like all in. I was working two jobs. I was going to Utah State. Uh, I worked at Old Navy. And then I worked at Feature Films for Families. I don't know if you remember that. I, I worked at a call center for them. Turns out it was a racket. Like I think it got like shut down legally. Like it was like illegal what we were doing. I had no idea, but I was basically manning a call board that had these canned responses and I saved my money. And I, I remember I bought a VHS. Yeah. This is in 2006. I bought a VHS from Desert Book. Definitely made in the eighties about like the church made it. I think it was just called called to serve. And I watched that thing ad nauseum i watched it like every night and it just got me hyped to serve a mission and it is the cheesiest corniest movie you have ever seen it worked i was uh, i was pumped so yes i was very excited that is great sometimes those vhs you know old church movies just hit the spot and uh, <laughs> dude they do <laughs> <laughs> glad this one did well perfect alex why don't why don't we just jump right into the story can you take us away i have a lot of stories I, I was trying to go for the strangest experience for because I'm sure we'll touch on spiritual things. When I was on my missions, my first area, I had a girlfriend. And like, you know, as you do at 19 or 18 or whatever age, you go on a mission, you have a girlfriend, you're like, we're solid. It was like, there's, there's literally no reason why she's not going to be there when I get home, you know? And maybe it's a bit hubristic, you know, you know, kind of walk around like, yeah, this is in the bag. I was like six months into my mission. I was trying to be obedient. For whatever reason, my mission president wouldn't let us email anybody but our family. So I, I couldn't email her. I had to rely on the Mexican post office system, which, you know, that's oxymoronic in and of itself. No offense to Mexico. Love Mexico. Their postal system is garbage. And so I don't think my letters ever like arrived or if they did, it was like, you know, three, four months after the fact. I got this email one day and she was like, I'm engaged. <laughs> and I was like, you, you literally have to have been dating this guy like four months. Like, that's crazy. But anyway, she's like, I'm engaged. And like, obviously we're done. It was a huge shock to me. Let me just ask yeah. you, so before you got that email, had you, had you heard from her at all? Or was it just like... Yeah. For sure in the MTC I did, you know, a lot of letters, packages, etc. And then in the field, when I actually got to Mexico, I did, I would get some handwritten letters like her email, I don't remember it very well, but I do remember she like alluded to the fact that like I never wrote her and I was like, but I am, you know, it's like, I for sure I'm writing you. She, uh, dear John me, was shocked, <laughs> truly shocked. I, I remember leaving like the internet cafe, like it was like a movie scene, like completely discombobulated, like everything was slow motion, echoey. And I was like, where am I? What, what am I? What is this? Like, I was so shocked. 
had you guys said you're gonna wait for each other had you like made that commitment yeah yeah, yeah. you know and i was you know i don't think it was like oh man i'm stepping off that plane and getting married but it was like we for sure had and she had many times you know so i i just think i was a bit like ah, there will be zero issues you know and so fast forward i get sent to a new area and i'm in an area that is very much south like the most southern part of the mission it was a city called obregon i'm with this elder he was hard to keep focused and i remember one day i was like i'm gonna try and like get him to want to work so i'm gonna ask him about like He's always looking at his pictures. He had like this book of pictures. And I was like, okay. hey, like what's in your pictures? And he was like, oh man, like the hottest American girls were here. I was like, what? And he's like, I'll show you later. And I was like, okay. Cause I was like, I was thinking it was like pictures of home, right? I was like, yeah, okay. Like, cool. We can talk about your hot American girls. Like after we worked that day, before I asked him about those pictures, I was on splits and there was a little town that was like, an appendage of my area, but it was like, you know, like an hour away and they had like 10 members and like missionaries would go every once in a while to check in, like, you know, just make sure everything's on the up and up here. And it was a weird area, but I remember walking down this dirt road with this elder, not my companion, but somebody else, cause we were on splits. And I hear this little girl playing and I hear this voice or this sound say, I love you. I love you. And I was like, what? And it freaked me out because I had given my girlfriend a Build-A-Bear that I made for her before I left, complete with missionary attire and like <laughs> a name tag and everything. Oh, and I put a little, I paid, you know, the extra 10 bucks to put the voice box inside. So when you squoze it, it said, I love you. And I heard that sound and I was like, what in the world is this? And this girl turns around and it was, it was a missionary bear with the name tag. And she just kept squeezing it. It kept saying, I love you. After, you know, after like 10 minutes of being like, I'm in the twilight zone. Like, what is happening? <laughs> I was like, like, wait, where did you get this? And she was like, una gringa. And like, you know, like a white girl gave it to me. And I was like, what? My head was spinning. I had zero clue how this got there. And I was like, this is probably the one that I made, but I'm not positive. So you're out on your mission. How far into the, you said like four months as she dear John's you? Is that right? Yeah. I, I started in August and I got the the uh, infamous letter like after like December, after. end of December. Yeah. Okay. Got it. And so then how long until you found the bear or until you heard the little girl playing with the bear after that? This is like May, June-ish okay. around there. Got it. Uh, and maybe, you know, I'm a little off on the dates. It could have been a little farther into the summer. I don't exactly remember. Um, but yeah, so she said like, you know, like, this white girl gave it to me. <laughs> and then fast forward to the night we get back with my companion and i was like all right so like you know tell me about home and he was like here's the hot americans that i saw and the guy had taken pictures of people doing service in my mission which is creepy in and of itself but there was you know like utah state students that went to mexico to build brick That's houses cool. for people in service look at his pictures and there were a bunch of utah state students and then right there was my girlfriend she had traveled to my mission with a Utah State service group to build these houses. And I guess, I don't know, but I'm assuming she gave my stuff away, like to kids on my mission. Like, and I don't think it was like something malicious, you know, it was just like, hey, this will be nice, you know, for them. And I was like, what are the odds? What are the chances that I find that there in the middle of literally nowhere in Mexico for the like month or two before I saw those pictures? It like haunted me at night. I was like, what is happening? Like, how did this, like, what is going on? So that was by far one of the strangest memories I had.
that is great did you ever tell your ex-girlfriend about that no no you know like we didn't really like i remember i got home from my mission and i saw her and like you know we said hey or like i would see her on campus occasionally but it was just awkward at that point you know yeah. she was married and i was very much not and i didn't want to be you know so it's like no in fact another weird thing is that she had a cousin that i came to know somehow just through hanging out and her cousin is now like a really good friend of my wife's and i told her that story and she was just like what that's crazy but beyond that like i don't know that she unless maybe she listens to this podcast you know it's like i don't know that she ever knew that, that happened. <laughs> that's right oh what a crazy coincidence that's awesome that's one of the what's one of the better dear john stories that i've ever heard <laughs> that's a good one man it was uh it was a wild ride that's for sure well alex good story and really appreciate it <laughs> yeah so just one question that i ask everybody who comes on the podcast I'm, I'm sure you have a number of other stories too and interesting ups and downs and experiences like this but kind of thinking back on your mission and all those interesting things that happened the good and the bad was it worth it going on a mission yeah 100 percent. i um i feel like i was blessed immensely not only while i served you know specifically in, in things of like building strengthening and understanding my testimony just kind of building that foundation for myself for the rest of my life every good thing that i feel like i have in my life now i can link it to to my mission you know to the, just everything i remember i had like i was so concerned on my mission side but i was so concerned about like my friends like my friends gonna still be here when i get back and all that stuff and they all were and life was so much better after than it even was before and life was great before and i i feel like it just i got blessed immensely after my mission every good thing that's happened to me since was because of it and i think about it almost every day i used to think about it every day but there probably is days now that go by where i don't think about you know kicking rocks in the dusty 130 degree streets of sonora mexico but those days are very few i still keep in touch with a lot of elders from our mission people i served with i loved it so much and it taught me so much and i will forever be grateful for it you know i i think the main thing that it taught me was you can never sacrifice for the lord you might feel like you are or like you can but you can't because he always just gives you back so much more in turn that it just never ends up being a sacrifice i totally agree and you described that last part is exactly how i feel about mission i remember when i was 19 thinking oh i'm about to make this big sacrifice and this is you know going to be something that i really give to the lord and then you you come back and realize I gave nothing and got everything. Yeah. Well, Alex, thanks again for making time. Great Dear John story and an excellent close to Valentine's Day story for us to share. Yeah. <laughs> thanks. And thanks everybody for listening. I hope you enjoyed this episode of When I Was On My Mission. If you or someone you know has a great mission story, we would love to hear it. Please email us at contactonmymission at gmail.com or DM us on Instagram or Facebook at When I Was On My Mission. If you like this podcast, please tell a friend, subscribe, and leave us a five-star rating in your podcast app.